Blog Talk Radio. Mary had a little cancer. 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 No cancer left in my body. She turned 54. Uh, And then my nephew's birthday was yesterday, and he turned uh, from 49. He turned 38 because he's 11 years younger than Yep, he turned 38. Um, So, and my middle nephew will be, I I think he'll be 33. Uh, and I've, it's August 23rd, I believe. So lot, lots of us in this family uh, that have birthdays in August. And I've got some friends that have birthdays in August as well. And, of course, uh, uh, Reese's birthday is August 14th. Um, I've got some other family as well that have August birthdays. So obviously, let's see, August, so December. Obviously, December was a um, was a busy a busy month, I guess, uh, at least back when, <clears throat> in 1974, uh, the year that, well, actually would have been 73. I would have been conceived in 73, but born in 74. So um, I think that what happened was is my father, my biological father, <clears throat> um, I think that he was home for... Uh, home for Christmas. Uh, He's in the military. He's in the Army, so I think he was home for Christmas, and I think that that's when, uh, you know, of course, he and my mother conceived me. So, when I was So, I guess, uh, you know, holidays, my point of that was like military, you know, sometimes uh, you know, soldiers get to come home for the holidays and stuff, and um, I'm assuming that's why there's a lot of August babies. Lots of soldiers were home celebrating Christmas with their families in whatever year it was, and and got their got their wives pregnant, um, or girlfriends, or baby mamas, or whatever they were. So happy birthday to um, to me! Happy birthday to my sister! Happy birthday to my nephew Jason! Happy birthday to soon-to-be birthday to my other nephew, Josh. Um, happy birthday to my biological father. Uh, 
be soon to be birthday to Reese Hopkins, uh, and any other fellow Leos or August birthdays that are out there. Because Leos does start in July, so it's not just you know. And it, and August actually does end it. Actually, I think my old, my middle nephew is not a Leo because his birthday is on the 23rd, and I think the cutoff is the 21st, but I could be wrong. Um, but anyway. Happy birthday to anybody that's celebrating a birthday this month. Um, so today I wanted to talk about, there's so much that I actually want to talk about. Um, and I, I thought of when I, you know, came in, to, when I was preparing and stuff and, you know, I had things that I wanted to talk about and then as, the day grew between yesterday and today, um, you know, as the day grew and had conversations with people and things like that, I wanted to, um, there were some other things that I kind of wanted to talk about too because I think it's important. Uh, and it all ties into cancer. Like, you know, I do this show to share my journey through triple negative breast cancer. And I think that when I initially started doing the show, of course, it was like it was all about, you know, giving people information and um, let me give you the names of these tests, the names of that test, let me share my results. Let me, you know, it was, it was really based off of um, medical stuff, you know, all the medical stuff that we have to do, our doctor's appointments, our tests our blood tests, our scans, our, you know. Um, and as I've gone through this journey, the one thing that stands out the most to me that I don't think is talked about enough because I think that people are so, people are curious and they want to know information. And it's probably easier to talk about information than it is to actually talk about feelings and life and things like that. So what I'm trying to get to is cancer is a diagnosis. Cancer is a sickness. Cancer is um, a pain in the ass, uh, a blessing in disguise. There are so many different things that cancer has been to me. Um, I also believe that it, for me, cancer was a symptom to a far deeper rooted problem than the cancer itself, than the sickness, the physical, you know, the the actual, the, the cellular level of the cancer. Um, you know, the the true cancer was much, deep, much deeper rooted than that. Um, as I have been going down, um, been going down this path, I also realized that, you know, a year ago this month, actually on my birthday, a year ago on August 1st, I was leaving Florida, <clears throat> my six-month stay in Florida for, um, you know, for uh, for cancer healing and treatment and things like that and surgery, uh, you know, a year ago, 
I was going back to Virginia to go back to work. Um, and to live because, you know, that's where my job was. Uh, so as time, I guess, I'm, I'm in, my head is going in so many different places. There's so much that I want to say, but I'm like, okay, bitch, stay on topic because, you know, my ass will gear off into 20 million things and then try to, you know, 20 different avenues and then try to lead it all back into one highway. And it doesn't work that way. Okay. So cancer being, this this is my main uh, point, that cancer for me was a much deeper, much deeper rooted. Damn, I cannot talk today. You know, I have in a little bit funny, and I'll uh, I'll give you a little short rundown. I have um, something. I feel like my jaw is misaligned, so I'm not speaking properly in the last couple of days. I think I'm clenching my teeth at night when I sleep, and my jaw somehow has become misaligned. Uh, in just a slight bit, and it'll, like, when I woke up this morning, it was actually back to where I felt like it should be, like my bite was back where it should be. But my bite is definitely off, so if you hear me sounding like I'm kind of, it almost seems like I have this lift. That's what it feels like. That's how the misalignment of the jaw makes my uh, voice sound to me. So if you hear that, you know, it's just, there's something going on, but it'll pop back into place. It'll go back to normal, whatever. It's happened before. You know, it's not, it, it won't be, it ain't the first time. It won't be the last time. Because I know I clench my teeth um, when I'm sleeping, and I know that that's bad for me, but it is what it is. So, <coughs> excuse me, my point is life can, um, life choices, you know, life is a motherfucker. It can be. Based off of the choices that that we make. Okay, I, I always go into this when I'm saying, like, oh, we make and this is that. I don't want to, let me just say my life. Okay, my life, I went through some shit in my life, some serious shit. And some of it was because, um, disclaimer, I don't, I'm not saying any of this, just, you know, I don't want empathy from anybody, I don't want sympathy, I mean, if you want to empathize, you can, it's, you know, whatever, but I'm not looking for, my point of, of saying what I'm about to say is that I'm not looking for anybody's, uh, you know, sympathy or anything like that, I'm saying the choices in our lives, choices in my life, my personal choices, uh, choices that were made for me while I was, you know, a child, when I didn't have really an option to make a decision for myself, uh, my upbringing, things like that, all of that led to the cancer. I, I am a firm, I believe that. Um, I had a, I wouldn't go back and change anything in my childhood. I wouldn't change anything in my life because I'm in such a better place today in my mind 
and in my spirit, like in my in my mentals, like I'm I'm in such a better place today. And then that you know releases into my body too. I'm in such a better place today than I you know have been in you know a really really uh, probably ever maybe. Actually, I will say ever. I'm in more of a tranquil state than I've ever been, and I don't take any medication. I don't take fucking, you know, no pills or nothing like that to make me tranquil. I just, it just is, God made me this way. I'm telling you, it's just a blessing from God. Um, But I've been through, you know, I, I walked the shoes of a, you know, of a hard life. You know, the soles were, the soles of my shoes were wearing out. You know, I was I was walking on the the balls of my feet, you know, by the time I got to the cancer stuff, uh, by the time I got my diagnosis, you know. And at that point, um, I just couldn't go anymore. You know, I had to say, okay, bitch, these shoes got holes in them. These soles have worn out. And it's time to fucking, you know, take these old, dirty-ass shoes off and get a new pair. And when I mean shoes, I'm talking about, like, life. Um, You know, I'm just speaking theoretically. Uh, So the cancer diagnosis actually gave me peace. Like, I know it sounds crazy. I know I sound crazy. Um, because when I say it, at least I sound crazy to myself, right? Or I'm thinking like what the other people are probably like, this bitch has lost her mind, you know what I mean? But I'm serious. Like the cancer thing gave that that time in my life and, and I mean I'm still going through it now. I'm in remission or whatever. So, you know, I can always you know, it can always pop up again. I mean it can pop up on anybody, whether you've had it before or not, whatever. So when I, it just that that time during the you know the potential the treatment the potential treatment the and when I say treatment I don't mean like Western medicine treatment yes I'm not gonna go down that road again I went down that road last week you know for those newcomers or whatever there was a little bit of Western medic- medicine but a lot of you know nutritional, holistic uh, treatment, you know what I mean? So when I say treatment, I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm talking about Western, westernized medicine in, in full because I'm not. Um, why does that even bother me? I don't know why I even have to point that out. But anyway, um, that time allowed me to Bond with God. Uh, it allowed me to become to to create a much better relationship with God than I a much closer relationship with God than I had ever had in my entire life. Um, an understanding of who God is and what God is to me, um, like I've never had in my life. Uh, a sense of a sense of calmness, a sense of peace, a sense of serenity, and I had never had this in my life. 
I was one of the most uptight, emotional, uh, I mean, everything I did was emotionally driven, everything. And there are things now that I still do that are emotionally driven. It's just not at a thousand. Everything in my life before the cancer was, I mean, when I look back, I'm like, damn, how did I even survive? How did I even make it to the cancer? How did I not have a heart attack or a stroke or, I mean, thank God I didn't, right? But how did I even get to that point just with my attitude? Forget all the shit I was putting in my body, the, you know, the horrible nutrition and not exercising and not, you know, engaging and just being really, um, you know, I had become really reclusive um, at one point or at many points during a long time period, you know, over the years, you know, I would have my little battles with that. It was, I mean, everything was at a thousand. Everything was, you know, an emergency. Nothing was ever just, like now I have, even when I talk about, just talking about the way that I used to respond to things has gotten my body right now. I can feel it. Like my heart is beating a little bit faster. My blood is pumping because, like, I'm trying to really relay how it was. But I I can sense that in my own body. I'm like, no, bitch, calm down. Okay, you can just say that it was that. You don't have to relive it, you know, because it doesn't make my body feel good to get amped up like that and to get all angst, to have this angst about shit. Um, and that time... That, that that time during the cancer allowed me to chill out. No matter what happens, and some tragedy is going to happen. No matter what happens, I got this. God got me. I'm good. I have this sense of peace. And this wasn't something, I don't want to make this sound like, oh, this was just something like, oh, that I made a choice. I'm going to tell you something right now. When I say peace, I mean like I had spoken to my pastor um, a day or so before. I think it was the, the day before. I'd spoken to my pastor. Um, he had called to check on me, and I'd spoken to him. And I hadn't even had, um, I hadn't even had the cancer diagnosis yet. That's the crazy thing. That hadn't even happened yet. But I spoke to my pastor. I had, you know, started doing during COVID and shit. I started going and doing church online, and um, you know, in Florida and stuff like that, and just started know, really opening my heart and my mind because I felt like God was calling me and he was using people like my cousin and, um, you know, other people in my family for years, you know, just calling me and calling me and calling me. And I didn't know what it was for. I couldn't understand it. Damn, I just came to a whole revelation talking about this. Okay, so, you know, I had started doing the whole, you know, I really started doing the whole church thing, and I was really excited about it, and I felt good about it. And my pastor called me 
I, you know, just I couldn't shake this negative. This I just felt like I was. I felt like I was a black cloud. You know, always, you know, just never happy, just miserable, and always, you know, there's always a problem with something. The glass was always half empty. At least this is how I felt. Like I was how I felt inside. Whether I was portraying that to other people or not, it's for those people to dictate. Um, but I know how I felt inside. So. My pastor called me and he said, you know, is there anything, we had a conversation, blah, 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 is there anything, you know, that we can pray for you about? And I said, as a matter of fact, there is. And I was like, you know, just please um, pray for me that, you know, that I can let all of this resentment and uh, negativity and just all this baggage that I felt like I was carrying around. I said, please, um, you know, have yourself and, 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 and our prayer warriors or the congregation or whatever pray that I be released from that. And I'm telling you right now, the next day I woke up, I was a different person. I couldn't, could not believe it. My ex-husband used to tell me all the time, Mary, you can, because he goes to AA, right? So he can, because he was not a joyful fucking person for a very long time. He is now with the help, you know, of AA and dealing with shit. But, you know, he used to tell me before when he was in AA, well, he still is in AA, but he used to tell me before, like, oh, you can just, what you can just choose joy, Mary. It's a choice. And I'd be like, motherfucker, you don't just choose joy. If it was just a choice, I could just get up and choose to be joyful, and it would be, I would be fine. You know, how can you just tell me it's just a choice? It ain't that easy. Um, and it never was that easy for me. I tried. But that next morning, I was a whole nother person. I didn't have to choose joy. It was just there. It was in my heart. It was like God had come to me in my sleep and just filled my soul. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. The only thing I can say is it was God. Um, and that feeling lasted for a very long time. And there were spurts, I will tell you, like there were spurts where, you know, I was fresh um, with my relationship with God. You know, I'd always believed in God. We were raised Catholic. We were, you know, we did go to church on occasion. Uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite things was, uh, you know, of course we would go to church as kids. And um, my aunt, Denise, may she rest in peace, would uh, would take us all out to um, what we called back then International House of Pancakes, which now they, you know, just call it IHOP. But it was IHOP, but we called it International House of Pancakes, I guess because it was fancy. Um, so she would take us out um, after church for a Sunday breakfast there, you know, like on a, on occasion when we went to, to service. Uh, so that was always nice. Okay, so I digress. So, you know, Having gone, having been able to have that feeling, that that feeling of peace, and like everything was just lifted, like God really heard me and answered my answered my pastor's prayers, my prayers, the congregation. It was like, oh my God, 
like literally, oh, my God, you heard me. You know, and this it was like this was the greatest thing that you could have ever heard me about at any time. I've, I've prayed and, you know, not that – not that um, not that I had, you know, ever prayed to him before and my prayers hadn't been answered because they had been, but not in this capacity. And it was just, or maybe I just couldn't see it and I couldn't be as appreciative of it, um, you know. So I just, and I felt like, again, this whole weight had been lifted and I just felt peaceful and I just, and I wanted to spread that to everybody. I was like, no. You know, you. I'm telling you, you got to, you know, I'm sorry, I'm getting all these little weather alerts um, because, of course, we're under a severe thunderstorm watch because there have been nothing but storms here. Um, so uh, I'm just trying to watch that because they're giving out um severe warning, so i got to keep an eye on that. So sorry if I seem distracted. Anyway, so I had, you know, this piece, I I wanted to spread that to everybody. And I, you know, it stayed like that. That feeling stayed. There there were times when, you know, my faith kind of went in and out, um, a little up and down. Not my faith, but just my walk, you know, kind of went in and out and up and down. um, And a part of that, you know, angst and uh, what happened was is that, you know, some things happened in my marriage. Um, You know, we definitely were, I guess, you know, coming to an end um, in our marriage. Um, And that was very stressful for me. there were some things happening at work that were stressful for me. Some things that happened, like when we went back to work after COVID, after we had shut down, you know, and we went back to work, uh, so there was a lot of things that were happening at that point at work that was stressing me out. So, I, you know, there were some things in life that just kind of took me off course. And, um, and I, uh, you know, I started to feel crappy again. Um, I started to not have that peace again, and I definitely, you know, I needed that. But my point of all of this is, okay, so then, so moving forward, you know, some life changes happened, some things happened um, that were very stressful, and then I get diagnosed with this cancer, and I'm like, oh, my God, what else can happen? Like, how do you give me all this peace? for all this time, and then now i got to go through all of this? Like, what is going on? What are you doing? You know what I mean? And I really think that that was a way to show me that, that God showed me, like, you know what? A part of your joy is chosen because I do give you a choice. And a part of your peace is chosen because I do give you a choice. Everything is a choice. You have to make those choices. And it's, you know, you might have to realize that you've been making choices in your life that don't really align with that, and that's why you're not feeling peace. I can't always just, like God was talking to me, like, I can't just always grant you peace. It doesn't work that way. You do have to make certain choices in your life. 
Um, so then that, you know, the cancer diagnosis, and then I really, like, something really happened. I, I went to Florida. I went to my churches that I had been doing online. You know, I was there for the, for cancer treatment, actually, um, for chemo and all that other good shit, and, you know, all of that ended up not happening anyway, but the better things happened. You know, I learned to live better. I learned to eat better. I learned to be peaceful. I learned to walk in that peace. I learned to walk with God in that peace instead of always relying on God to give me that peace because I think I had lost that somewhere in translation um, throughout throughout this journey. And um, I was really able to live in that peace for months at a time. I was able to just live in that peace and just I... I got baptized. Um, I saw things and heard things about my own journey, about, you know, that were like, okay, you know, this this is what it is. Like, this is the real deal, Mary. You know what I mean? Not like I never thought that God wasn't the real deal or whatever, but I, it was, I can't explain it. It's almost it's undescribable. But I don't ever want to lose – I value – I, maybe I didn't value that piece before that I had. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, okay, you answered my prayers. I got this piece. You're going to keep giving it to me. I'm just going to wake up every day. This is how it's going to be, and da 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 But I needed to go through some trials and tribulations to realize that, you know what, it's not always going to be peaceful, Mary. But when it's not, when you're going through some shit, when you're going through those hills and those valleys, I got you. Just let's just walk together, and I'll get you through it. If I take you to it, I'm gonna get you through it. Ooh. So that is what this is what has come out of this cancer journey for me. This is the most important thing that has come out of this cancer journey for me. Forget the scans, forget the blood draws, forget the, the 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 scars, forget the surgeries, forget the the little whatever they call that little box they put in your chest to give you chemo. Um, forget all of that. For me, not for anybody else. Your journey is your journey, but for me. My cancer journey was one of the biggest blessings in life. That I could have ever imagined. Ever dreamed of. Not a hair follicle out of my head has ever fallen out because bad reaction to the chemo that I had. So I didn't have to go through that. I didn't have to lose my eyebrows. I didn't have to lose my toenails. I don't have neuropathy. I don't have any, like, I am so thankful. Like, all those 
physical things, I didn't have to go through any of that. Yes, I did go through surgery. Yes, I did go through a transformation in my, in the way I live, in the way that I eat. Um, but the biggest transformation I went through was spiritually. And that's a blessing that can never be forgotten. That's what I mean when I say that this journey for me has been just incredible. I don't have to be that sad angry, miserable, resentful, unresolved child that I had been being for 47, 48 years. Well, I would think it was 40, yeah, 47 years before the cancer diagnosis. I don't have to live, I don't have to live in that person anymore. I don't have to abide by her rules anymore. She doesn't reign in this person any longer. She pops her little she pops up her little head every now and then, you know. Something will will trigger something, but now I know, like my pastor said, Pastor Randy said this, um he said uh like when something, you know, something happens and it triggers something, you're like, hold up, wait a minute. Um, something ain't right here. You know, so I, when something does happen, and I think I've talked about this on previous shows, um, when, when something does happen, I can sit back and say, I try to sit back and say, okay, wait, why did that trigger you, Mary? What about that bothered you? What I, I say to, you know, I, I can sit back and ask God, God, show me why that bothered me. Show me what happened in my past, what has happened to me, that that thing that that person said or did or I saw or whatever it was gave this trigger to me. It was like a trigger to something in my body, made my blood pressure elevate, made my, you know, made me have some kind of physical or emotional reaction. Um. And God, that's a balance that I would never want to ever forget or ever give up. Because without that, shit, I would be a mess. You know? And I really believe that not having that before is what gave me the cancer. All this other shit throughout my life. Not that I didn't not that it wasn't stressful and you know, I wasn't making mountains out of molehills. There were a lot of mountains that I had to climb through my life. Um and there were, you know, a lot of different choices that I could have made. You know, it was a lot of things that were self inflicted, a lot of things that were other people inflicted, whatever that word term is. But I made I made it through it. And I think that my, you know, what my whole, again, my whole point is just that, you know, 
cancer is more than just the diagnosis. It's a lifestyle. It's, you know, think about what you're doing in your life. Think about, I got to get up. I'm, I'm in my car doing the show, and I can see these clouds coming, so I got to get out of this car and get back into the house. Um, so I can see, I mean, I can see, I can see the clouds coming, and I'm starting to freak out. Cause I, if anybody knows anything about me, I don't fuck with storms. I don't like storms. I'm not, I don't get down with that. I just, there's something about storms. But you know what? Living out here, oh, and there's another thing. So living out here, I've learned to kind of deal with them a little bit more. I'm a little less stressful now about them before I would, like, freak out. I'm a little less stressful about them, um, maybe because I do live out here and I have seen them get really bad but not be destructive. So... I guess I understand the difference of, you know, what really truly bad is and destructive is versus not. So, um, but I am going to get out of this car and at least go on the porch. So we are, you know, of course, live right here from Madison, Alabama. This is not a taped show. So when some things go down, you got to make, you know, you got to make uh, provisions. So we're going to get out of this car. Oh, and let me just tell you right now, when you step outside out here, yo, you want to talk about hot? I thought Florida was hot, and Florida is hot, but this shit is like stepping into the devil's mouth out here. This shit ain't no joke, like for real. And I cannot wait until summer is over because, I mean, like it's it's not even so much that it's hot. It's just so humid and so sticky. And nobody wants to deal with that, but, you know, such is life. So, you know, again, my whole point is that, um, I keep saying that my whole point is, like, y'all didn't pick that shit up the last five times I said it. Um, Going through your life, make, think about the decisions that you make. Take um, if I can give you any advice, if if you want to take it, if I can give any to you, just through, you know, my journey. Um, there were a lot of decisions that I made in my life that I could have made differently, that I, I never, I didn't want to take responsibility for my own shit. I've, I've, you know, since then learned to take responsibility for my own shit. And in fact, when I'm living in peace um, and in serenity, I make better decisions. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Now, I still make, you know, silly decisions at times about certain things. But um, my response to things are different. You know, like if something big happens or, you know, I don't know, whatever, somebody's got, somebody said that so-and-so said such-and-such about such-and-such and, and, you know, they said something about me because that actually happened. Um, you know, somebody says some shit that was, you know, not correct because they don't they don't know me and they're just, you know, looking through eyes of somebody that, you know, doesn't know me, doesn't know my character. Um and quite frankly shouldn't even be talking about me, but somebody said something about me, um, and another person and uh, you know, I could have gotten all before I would have been like, Yo, who the fuck are you you know, I would have been like rah, 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 rah and um, and now I'm just like, okay, is it worth 
how can I handle this? How can I go to this person, and, you know, from a, a woman to woman, an adult to another adult, like, hey, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what you might have meant by this, but blah, blah, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Or should I even address it? Should I just ignore it, you know? Um, but I'm thinking about it. I'm not just reacting off of emotion and um and I try to live my life that way, and that way is very, very, very peaceful. For me, it's peaceful. Um, so this cancer journey has brought peace to me in my life. Um, the cancer journey didn't. God brought the peace and the joy to my life, but I had to go through the cancer journey to get to God. <laughs> See, it's like, you, you sometimes you got to go through trials and tribulations to get to where you got to be. He'll always get you there, though. Um, I didn't even really expect to go down this journey, this like this have this conversation so much either. Um, but again, God led me right here because I think this is exactly where I needed to go. So, uh, be kind, be graceful. Um, try to listen. Uh, I know it's harder for some of us than it is others. It's hard for me to listen. I, I'm not even going to front. I'm not a good listener. Um, I'm a good listener if it's something I want to hear, I think, at times. Um But that's a work in progress. I'm definitely a good talker because my ass loves to talk. Um, and sometimes I got to just learn to shut up. That's a work in progress. So we have like, um, it's one it's 142 here where I'm at in Madison, Alabama. So um, we have about 18 minutes left. Um, and I do want to talk about this. Uh, I do want to talk about this alpha lactobumin. We talked about it um, last week and the week before. We've been talking about it. So, uh, for some reason, this thing has really um, alpha lactobumin. What it is is a, a um, it's a protein, uh, it's a predominant protein component of breast milk. That's what alpha, I'm sorry, there's a plane going by, so I'm going to let this plane go by for a second. Because I live right by, oh, it's, I love watching these planes go by. You can almost see inside and see the passengers. That's how low they fly, which is crazy. Um, okay, so alpha lactobumin, um is the protein, um, is the predominant protein component of breast milk, okay? So the most common, the common denominator in triple negative breast cancer patients is an overexpression of this alpha lactobumin, this protein in breast milk, this predominant protein in breast milk. That is, I guess, that's the common denominator across the board. So, 
when I was doing some research on it, I found that there was there's actually if you go to marketwatch.com, this predominant protein component in breast milk somehow is being extracted or made or something, and it's being traded. I mean, uh, Arla Foods uh, uses it. Uh, there are some pharmaceutical companies that use it. I mean, this is – and it's, it's supposed to be big money in, you know, 2023, and we're in 2023. So I'm trying to tie all of this together and figure out what is going on here. The what is the name of it? Oh my God! The Cleveland Clinic has been working on this vaccine for 20 years. They've been working on this vaccine that has now gone into um, its second stage of human uh, human trials, and it's supposed to prevent you from getting cancer it's supposed to when you when that overexpression of the alpha lactobumin starts to happen in the woman's body it's supposed to the vaccine should awaken your immune system to recognize that and start to work in like start to work in overload to rid that or something whatever i mean i'll get some more information i think that i'm explaining it correctly um but I'm just curious as to, like, I want to know why this would be this protein that is the predominant protein in breast milk. Why is this being sold on the market? Like, what, have they is it have they synthesized it? Like, how are they getting? Are they making it? So I'm trying to figure all this shit out. But this is a lot of reading, and you almost need a science degree to read some of this stuff. So if you all will just bear with me, I'm going to piece this little puzzle together um, because you know me and my conspiracy theories. Um, I'm always, you know, it's always something. So today what I did was is I looked up um, – I went to sciencedirect.com. And I'll just read a little bit so we have so everybody has kind of like an understanding if you're new because um I think I went over this in previous shows, but I just wanna, you know, tell everybody what the actual definition is. So A it's A dash lactobumin, L A C T as in Tom, A L B as in boy, U, M as in Mary, I, N as in Nancy, A dash lactobumin. Um, A is, you know, stands for alpha. So A lactobumin is the predominant protein component of breast milk, comprising up to 25% of total protein found in human breast milk. This protein serves many crucial functions. that vary from physiological and immunological standpoint and an immunological standpoint. The total concentration of A-lactobumin in breast milk varies geographically, 
with means with, with mean values indicating higher concentrations found in samples of breast milk obtained from the United States compared to other nations. May I read that again? The total concentration of A lactobumin in breast milk varies geographically with mean values indicating higher concentrations found in samples of breast milk obtained from the United States compared to other groups. Uh, let's see, where was I at? Okay, the concentration of A lactobumin typically displays an inverse relationship with duration of I'm sorry, an inverse relationship with duration with duration of ugh, I cannot talk today. With duration of lactation. A lactobumin facilitates the absorption of essential minerals and is crucial for protein synthesis of the developing neonate. Um, in, an infant-fed A-lactobumin supplemented formula experienced fewer and milder intestinal E. coli gastrointestinal infections than those fed control formula. Um, I guess, and this is probably some kind. This is some kind of study that they were talking about too. It goes into something called Hamlet. Um, so it says something about Hamlet kills cancer cells but not healthy differentiated cells, although cancer cells have inactivated their apoptotic, 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 apoptotic pathways. Jesus Christ. I really am having a hard time um, pronouncing these words, and I normally don't. Pathway. Um, okay, so th- I won't even, I'm not even going to go into all of that. So as I was reading through this, I just kind of wanted to give everybody information of what, you know, a lactobumin is. I mean, it says right here, human milk. This is human protein, the predominant protein in human breast milk. Okay. During lactation period. So I don't, if, if, if a lactobumin protein overexpresses itself in a woman, they get cancer. Not only do they get cancer, but they're probably going to get the triple negative breast cancer, which is the most lethal breast cancer you can have. So why are they adding this into baby form, like some type of baby formula? Why is there more of this protein found in the United States than there is in other countries? Well, I would assume for the same reasons why there's all kinds of food and shit on the shelves in United States grocery stores that are not in other countries' grocery stores, that they ban them. They can't even have them there. They, they, they are not allowed to be sold, whether they have a warning or not. They don't even let them be sold there. So, again, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, I do want to, it's 1.52, my time. Um, I do want to talk about uh, upcoming shows on the network. Um, 
So this show is Mary Had a Little Cancer. The network that I broadcast this show from is called the J. King Network. Um, And the J. King Network is on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) So many. So if you go to blogtalkradio.com, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O.com, and search Mary Had a Little Cancer or J. King Network, you can look up, you can find my show, and you can find many other shows. Um, And I just kind of want to go down a... um, I want to go down the list of those shows so that I can, um, if this blog talk thing will allow me to get out of this, what do you keep doing? Episodes. Is it going to allow me to click that? Yep. Okay. So upcoming episodes um, on the J. King Network. Today is, uh, we're in August already. What am I going to Okay, so um, coming up this evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time is going to be Dr. Princess Odelia, uh, and she talks about her journey through life. Uh, So you can check her out. She's here every Sunday on the JK Network. Um, Of course, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m., you can check out Kings in the Morning. Um, Enter at your own risk, but we have a good time. Uh, We talk a lot of shit, and we have a good time, but just enter at your own risk. Um, Don't bring your feelings to Kings in the Morning because they're going to get hurt. Um. Okay, so that's Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. I mean, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then you can figure out the Eastern and the Central Standard Time because I ain't going through all that. And then you've got uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, you've got Women Who Jam Radio with Miss Johnny Walker. Uh, So you can check that out. So that's tomorrow at 4 p.m. And then, of course, um, you know, Monday through Friday, again, Kings in the Morning. Um, on August 10th at 7.30 p.m., you can check out It's All About the Music, damn it, with Eric E. Mac McAllister. Again, that's August 10th at 7.30 p.m. But if you just go to blogtalkradio.com and look up J. King Network, you will find a list of past shows and upcoming shows. So you can go back and listen if you missed one of our shows. If you want to listen to all the shows, you can go back and listen. If you want to see upcoming shows, you can use that schedule is there as well. Um, if you want to share the shows that you listen to and you like them, please do. Um, if you want to uh, follow me on Facebook, you can just look up Mary Hopkins. M-A-R-Y-H-O-P-K-I-N-S. If you're friends with J. King, uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook too, so you can, you know, find me on his friends list as well if you can't find me doing a search. Um, My Instagram is, uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at NYC, the number four, life, 
L-I-F-E 35. So, again, that's Instagram at N is in New York City, NYC, for the number four, life, the number 35. And then on TikTok, uh, you can follow me on TikTok, and my TikTok is at NYC Mary, the number 12. So at New York City, NYC, M-A-R-Y, the number 12. So that's where you can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I don't, I have Twitter, but I don't even know how to work it. So I'm not even gonna give it out because I don't never be on it. I can't, I ain't never been able to figure that shit out. I'm still trying to figure out the TikTok and the Instagram, but that's a work in progress. So, but I am on there. You can follow me there. So we are here every Sunday um, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're an hour show, so from 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's um, 2 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Central. Man, that's crazy trying to keep up with all these damn time zones. Um, I guess it's something I just never even thought about. Like when I was, you know, on the East Coast, when I was living in Virginia and in New York, I just, you know, it's just, Eastern Standard Time, and then you see all, you know, you figure the rest out, you know what I mean? But sometimes we got to hold hands these days. Um, so, so you will find us right here every Sunday. Um, also, check out my homegirl, uh, Shirley. She has a show on Blog Talk Radio, not on the JT Network, but on Blog Talk Radio. So you go to blogtalkradio.com and, um, you can find her, uh, her show is called Looking for My Give a Fuck, and uh, fuck is spelled F-U-K-K, so Looking for My Give a F-U-K-K. Uh, you can find her shows, any previous shows and any upcoming shows that she has, and she's always here on Sundays. Um, so check her out, and we will see you all next Sunday, same bad time, same bad channel. Um, again, happy birthday to all my fellow August birthdays and Leos. Sean Patrick, we love you. We miss you. And please remember just to be graceful and be kind. And we will see you all next week. You all have a great week ahead. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.